it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is yet another edition of the Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for September 27th, 2021. And by God, Raw with another good, dare I say, great episode? What? What is happening? For a show that's been down in the dumps for such a long time, the last few weeks, they've really turned it around. They've had some stellar matchups, some fantastic matches, not a lot of filler, not a lot of rematches. It's been good. Is it the Monday Night Football effect? Is it is it the AEW effect? Who knows? All I can say is, Please, please keep doing it. So, kicking off the show tonight was our WWE Championship match that was made official Sunday night at Extreme Rules. It was Big E defending the title against Bobby Lashley. Now... I had one of two thoughts when it came to this match before it started was that we were either going to get a 30 minute banger and the match would be over or there would be some type of interference. And then this would be kicked off to, you know, the main event of the night. I was leaning more towards the second than the first because I had a, I just had a feeling something was going to happen. I didn't know who would interfere and I certainly didn't expect what I ended up getting. Right before things really started getting interesting, I tweeted out that, you know, I said, I missed that, you know, MVP is not out there with Lashley. Now, Lashley has been doing a great job since MVP went down with injury. But just with him out there, it it, it just, it made me miss, you know, the Hurt Business days and everything else. And... It was like it was like a prayer was answered that Monday Night Raw had righted a wrong because at one point Big E was on the outside 
I believe he hit a spear on Lashley. Uh, they both fell to the outside. But who who stands on the outside of the ring? But Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. And what are they wearing? Hurt business, hurt business apparel. I damn near lost my mind. Almost hopped off my couch. Somehow. And I have to thank, hopefully, MVP for this. Her business is back, boys and girls. One of the most outstanding factions that Raw's had, especially during the pandemic era, was the Hurt Business. And they're back. Holy shit. Now, they didn't attack Biggie. Uh, Biggie and Lashley get back in the ring. But, of course, with this happening, Kofi and Woods come running out to the ring. They attack her business. Cedric ends up rolling into the ring. Woods going after him. I'm sorry, Kofi going after him. Then they start brawling. They fall over Biggie and Lashley. Match gets tossed out. So I'm thinking, okay. Where's uh, where are we going into this main event then? Adam Pierce himself comes out, says that we're going to have ourselves this title match, and there'll be no interference because we're going to have this match in a steel cage. So, folks, your main event of this night is Big E versus Lashley in a steel cage match for the WWE Championship. Now. This immediately got me thinking. Her business is back. You have her business now. You have New Day. And you have the bloodline. I swear to God, if we can find a way to have war games on the main event roster, you slap those three teams together. Survivor Series, maybe? Do it. Please. I beg of you. Do it. (laughs) So after that absolutely incredible opening segment and opening match, where I will say again, Raw started with wrestling. No promos, nobody jawjacking. Wrestling. Match. Right off the bat. It was great. We then went off to yet another match where it was Eric and Ivar, or Eric with Ivar, taking on Angel Garza, who had Umberto Carrillo with him. Now, Garza and Umberto really gelling together as a new tag team on Raw. And I'm not going to lie, I'm really happy to see them on TV, uh, getting some good time. Um, the singles match was a little weird. I figured they'd do a tag match, but obviously that was not to be. But Garza gets himself a big victory here over the much larger Eric. And just continuing to to push this tag team in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really excited about that. Um, obviously, I'm big fans of the Viking Raiders, but... I want to see where Garza and Umberto can go with this. 
So they continue to grow, and we move on to our next segment, which was yet another championship match. It was for the 24-7 championship, and Reggie was defending the title against Ricochet. So when I first saw that, I was like, oh, man, these boys would be flying everywhere. Might as well just strap capes to their backs because they're about to start flying. Well, unfortunately, the match ended in like, I don't know, a few minutes. <laughs> because on the outside, sitting in the with the fans, were R-Truth, Drew Gulak, and Drake Maverick. Now, Drake's been trying to hatch this plan to recapture the 24-7 championship for a few weeks now, and it's been highly entertaining to watch. Tonight was no different. So... A few minutes into the match, uh, after both Ricochet and Reggie do some ridiculous flipping and like kind of showing off to one another, it was it was pretty entertaining to watch. Our uh, truth and Gulag jump the guardrail and start attacking Ricochet and Reggie, causing the disqualification. Reggie trying to escape ends up getting caught by uh, Karadzawa, but Reggie able to escape continuing to hold on to his title. And I did read today that he is now the longest reigning 24-7 champion of all time, uh, recently uh, eclipsing uh, current Tampa Bay Buccaneer tight end Rob Gronkowski. So I can't believe it's already been that long that he's been champion, but (laughs) he's been probably one of the more entertaining champs that we've had. So after that, we end up going to break. We come back from commercial break, and Tazawa's still in the ring with a mic, saying that he demands himself to have a match. So who answers this call? But Keith Bearcat Lee. Yes, I did say that correctly. The man paying homage to a 50s wrestler and... He's come out, he's hell of a lot more aggressive. He literally destroys Tozawa in like two minutes, flat maybe, maybe even less. Um, so if we're going to have ourselves a heel turn by Keith Lee, this is the way to do it. Man's starting to grow a beard too, so I'm liking it. Of course, having having one myself, I appreciate the beards always. You you just have to. It's like the Jeep wave. You gotta you gotta just appreciate the beards and yeah, you know, it is what it is. But I digress. So big things, hopefully, for Mister Lee going forward. I look forward to seeing what he does next. Uh, but moving on on this show, we then go to our U.S. title match, which felt like the end of a feud between Damian Priest. And Sheamus, there are no disqualification, no countout match. Now, if you remember, the first two matches both ended on DQ. This one, well, there's no DQ, so somebody has to win this match. And I'm telling you, this was one of a few bangers tonight. I love Damien Priest and, and Sheamus wrestling one another. I'm a little sad that this is going to be ending. I have a feeling that one of them will be going to SmackDown. Of course, the draft starting on Friday. Um, Also, the draft being one of my favorite times of the year um, when it's not a pay-per-view. 
I like to see the shifts, who goes where, potential storylines. Um, so uh, SmackDown study in the next Raw review should be real, real fun for me. Um, talking about who's going where, what's, you know, some fantasy booking. You know, it, it's it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. So this match, of course, like I said, no disqualification and no count out. Man's got kendo, chair, tables, every the whole nine yards. Sheamus ends up going through a table. Damian Priest ends up dro- uh, dropping him with the reckoning, and that's just the that's, that's it. Man retains his title. Priest moves on. And I'm looking forward to if Sheamus ends up going to SmackDown and Cesaro is still there. Give us the bar again. Please. I did please. Just 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 do it. <laughs> After that, we then had a six-man tag match as it was Mansoor, Ali, and Jeff Hardy taking on a Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Shanky. With Veer laying out Ali with what I guess people are calling the million dollar lariat or million dollar arm and gets the win. Now, Veer continuing to impress every single time I've seen him in the ring. This man is going to be a star one day. I'm telling you, once he's on his own. Yeah, watch, watch this man. He's going to have himself one hell of a career, and I'm I'm very excited to see it continue to develop. After that, we had a, another fantastic promo from Karrion Cross. I keep asking myself, why did it take so long for these to finally start showing up? But I'm happy that they're here. He had a match with Jason Riker after that, uh, getting a very quick and decisive submission victory. And then we want to talk about more bangers tonight. AJ Styles versus Riddle. I mean, when these two are in the ring, they create some magic. And I love it. It's just, it's so good. And also, I just want to, uh, (laughs) at the end of this match, AJ Styles decides to just pull out, you know, a, a burning hammer. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that ma- what that move is, look it up on 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 YouTube. Yeah, it's 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 a band move for a reason. But the fact that he was just so nonchalantly able to just drop it and then drop the Styles Clash and get the win, um, this is actually huge for AJ because AJ has been in some trouble. He has not been winning lately, so to get this big victory tonight, put him right back on the you know the right the right train. So. But um, yeah, it's it was so smooth too. Um, the way he just dropped Riddle with the burning hammer and then uh, quickly transitioned into the Styles Clash. It was this whole match was just outstanding. Uh, a few real, real, real good matches tonight, and, and it's it's really good to see. And I hope that, like I said, this momentum that Raw's had the last few weeks, I hope they're able to continue with it. Uh, we then ended up having ourselves a uh, Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, Charlotte with an open challenge. Uh, it was answered by Dewdrop. So we're having our having the match. It was doing pretty good. Dewdrop was having uh, pretty much her way with Charlotte. And then, of course, what happens? But even Marie herself 
comes out, distracts Dewdrop. Charlotte gets the win, but then of course, Charlotte, not very fond of somebody helping her, attacks Eva after the match. Of course, then that immediately turns Charlotte face because a lot of the crowd is not a big fan of Eva. And um, well, Eva's night gets a lot worse because after that. My queen of spades, Shayna Baszler, comes out to the ring as Eva's crying on the mic, saying that she can beat any of the the women in the back of the you know in the in, in the uh, in the locker room. Shayna comes out quickly, chokes her out with the caribou to clutch, and then proceeds to do the same arm shattering stomp on the stairs as she did to Naya with Eva just crying out in pain uh our girl shana here writing people out of storylines and it's just this is the shana that i've wanted for a very long time and i'm very happy that she's back uh we then we heard from goldberg um pretty much taking death threats to lashley for what he did to his son so yeah that happened (laughs) Uh, and then after that, we had ourselves our steel cage match for the WWE Championship with Big E defending against Lashley. Now, before this match even got started, Lashley attacking Big E on the outside, just putting Big E through the paces and just beating the ever living snot out of him out of the on the outside uh, before we even get ourselves in the ring. Uh, we go to commercial as you know. Biggie is continuing to get get beaten upon. Uh, by the time we get back, they're finally in the ring, and this match is just insane. Uh, it's super physical, obviously between these two. Still, New Day and Hurt uh, Business once again try to get involved. Uh, Biggie was trying to escape uh, via going over the top of the cage, and Cedric and Shelton both climbed up and knocked them off, which then caused. Uh, lastly, to try to escape through the door, which he was cut off by Xavier Woods, who slammed the door in his face, and then they had continued to attack uh, Cedric and Shelton uh, with Kofi doing this trust fall like three quarters of the way up the uh, up the cage, taking out the hurt business. This is the, this is the type of stuff that I've I've been waiting for on this show, and I'm very happy that. It's it's finally back, um, but the match itself was fantastic. Um, Biggie retains his title, dropping a big ending from the second rope, um, and just celebrates good times. I dropped my poll like I do every Monday and Friday, of course. If you guys want to vote on the poll. Uh, go to our Twitter account at Above the Ring and uh, let us know what you guys thought of the show last night. We got 22 votes in already, and a lot of people said that it was at least a B or an A, so it's pretty good. I I I, I tend to agree, um, but I might have dropped the poll a little too early because what happened after the match was over was very interesting. So Biggie is celebrating in the ring, and then what happens? But our boy Drew McIntyre's music starts to play. Now that Lashley isn't champion anymore, 
Drew McIntyre is free to come after the title once again. So he comes to the top of the ramp with his Claymore in hand, takes his Claymore, points it at Big E, and that's where the show ends. So people are a little worried this might be a heel turn for for Drew. Not necessarily true. Uh, we could have ourselves a good, uh, you know, man versus man, you know, feud and two baby faces going at it. Who knows? I wouldn't be opposed to Drew being a heel, but I don't really see the why. But it's definitely interesting to see what will happen next week on uh, on the draft night, too. So, guys, thank you so much for listening, as always. We truly do appreciate you. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at, at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as well as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much anywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that's out there. Now, if you listen to a platform that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can get your your one-stop shopping. And who doesn't want to add a little bedlam to their day from above the ring? So, guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Most importantly, please do not forget to ship it and enjoy the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.